Welcome to another great, great episode of Mission Mementos podcast, where we interview and discuss about the journey of entrepreneurship. So today I got this great, great friend of mine. We go back from what? 2018. Wow. Like I got my record. I need to get my record straight, but we go back that long. And how we re- we just re- reconnected, about to do some impactful things around the um, community virtually. And then once this country and once this world open back up, we're going to basically be making some live events. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, his name is Victor Nunez Jr. How you doing today, Victor? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Shay. Glad to be on your podcast. Okay. Okay. So Victor, give everybody a little bit of background about you. Uh, definitely. I can tell a lot of great things about you, but you know, it, it needs to hear, hear from the word best mouth, Victor. Yeah, absolutely. So it all started for me, um, probably as a baby. Um, I don't think any of you guys would probably guess what, what would have been my first word. Party? Money. You better really? give me that money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it started at that age. Um, I started to attend conferences with my mom. My mom's in the recreational vehicle industry. So um, my mom had to work a lot on the weekends and she would just take me with her. And I would just like look at her like, well, where are you taking me? Like, this is big. Like, what are you doing? Like, how do you approach people? And all she said is watch me and I was like okay mm. so I would watch her she's like hey Mr. Eric from blah 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 RV company how are you doing today and I'm like mom how do you know that guy you know him by his first name and there was little secrets like that I learned from my mom on how to approach people how to connect with people smile at people and just be embraced by their presence and I just learned little strategies like that growing up from my mom and how I could do better at it. Um, As I got a little older, I had to be like six or seven, maybe eight, maybe nine. Who knows? I'm I'm even forgetting. But um, growing up uh, in our back of in our backyard, we had a big lemon tree, huge lemons like this. They were ginormous. They would be like the size of maybe 10 regular lemons. <clears throat> my next door neighbor, Abigail, I call her Abby, and we were best friends at the time. She actually, her dad actually worked at a supermarket as a manager, and he actually provided us with a big bag of sugar and also water for free because he got a lot of that stuff for free. So the only thing me and my best friend had to do was buy the cups. So we spent what, like maybe two bucks. For like 200 cups, maybe small sizes. And then we spent maybe like three bucks for 200 cups on the large scale. And um, so we lived in a neighborhood um, where you come in from a main section. You come in. Here's our my house. And we're right there selling lemonade. Well, all the kids have to come through our house to get to the park. And we were like, hey, fresh lemonade. You want to taste it? We would, you know, let them taste it, maybe give them a little bit to taste. And they loved it. They were thirsty. It was hot. They wanted something sweet, refreshing. And and 
after that, we were like, oh my gosh, we have something here. You know, it's going to be a hot summer. We're selling lemonade. We were kids making maybe $120 a week. And we split the cost. So that was 60 bucks. And we only spent what, like five bucks on the cups? And mm. we made a killing that summer. Uh, we probably, let's see, 60. I probably made like $300 in the summer. And I was only a little kid. Mm. After that, guess what happens? I'm like, we're getting close to, it's still summer. And my neighbor across the street, she had a little storefront. She had chips, chocolates, sodas, and I was like, how, how come people are not stopping at my lemonade stand anymore? And I was, I guess that was the competition. The competition came and took me out. Mm. I had to learn that as a kid. And I think um, it's a little tough because it's like, man, like that's a lesson learned right there. But I learned it and I applied it. And now it's like, I'm an adult. And that don't bother me. I'm like, all right, let me come up with a, another strategy. Let me see how I'm going to get back in the game. So, you know, as an adult, you learn, you reflect, and then you you create action. And that actually leads to changes. Changes lead to people connecting. Uh, people connecting to a community, from a community to a movement. And there you go. You got massive change happening rapidly mm. so indirectly this is how your victor party planning business came into fruition right absolutely absolutely so now that i'm older uh i graduated from uh high school i could have attended a lot of big college universities but i was tired of studying i had been studying like all my life for so many years and i was like is this actually for me? Do I want to go to school and study? So I took a year off. Um, I, I attended a community college, Cerritos College to be exact, where I started learning classes about business. So I took um, international business. I took sales. I took accounting. I took English. And then I forgot what other class I had. It had to be probably related to business. And from there... Uh, I had the opportunity to work at a manufacturing company, which was with my mom. I got to work with my mom, but we, she was in one department and I was in another. And I got to start off in purchasing. I was the assistant buyer for about six months. Once that was done, I ended up moving into accounting. I did collections for a while. And then once that was done and I collected all the money and there was no more money to collect, they moved me on to sales and marketing. From sales and marketing, it was a, a challenge because it was something new. I mean, I had probably done it as a kid, but I had to learn um, the concepts. I had to learn, you know, what it meant to approach a client, how to approach the client, what to say to the client, um, to talk about your product, uh, you know, the benefits of your product, the features of your product, um, the different sizes available. And then about the service, providing valuable service, excellent service. We have a website. You can come. You can look at what we offer. We have a parts department. You can contact us, you know, in our info page. So from there, I did sales and marketing. And then I also um, did 
trade shows I learned there. I did trade shows, company parties, luncheons, meetings. Mm. And that's where all that planning, that project management skills came from. And that led me like, I was like, oh, I like this. This is interesting. I got to work different events, which not events, but different corporate events. And it was fun. We did like um, SEMA. And that one's actually called uh, the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association. And that's a huge convention show in Las Vegas that happens um, every year in November. It's one of the hottest conventions you can attend because it has over 1.5 million square feet. And it's a whole week, a whole week of being with clients, being with your vendors, you know, just learning from each other, having a great time. And I enjoyed it. I was like, I love being there. I was like, ooh, ooh. You just like, see, you're looking around all these people just at, you know, just having a great time. And I loved it. And then that's where I was like, you know what? I was reaching a certain point in my life. And I was like, why don't I start something? Like somebody was like, you're great at planning. Why don't you plan events? Planning events is like being a contractor. You got to build a house. Well, I got to build an event. It's the same thing. There's different components coming in. And, you know, you have this coming in, this coming in, this arriving. And that's the same thing for an event planner. The event planner looks at the space. How am I going to put it together? How is the final product going to look? Is my client going to be happy? Are they going to be mad? So the event planner takes a lot of stress off the individual or client. So the client or individual don't have to really worry about their event. And their event will be magical, a magical experience for their customers, for their clients. And that's, you know, where I came about celebrating you, celebrating the company, uh, creating magical experiences that are 360 because it's a 360 view in, in an event. And I create those experiences, long lasting experiences that people don't forget. They remember for years to come. And that's what I do. That's, that's me. Mm. And, and that's where it became. And that's how Victor party planning started. And I only started off small doing maybe two events a year. I was a college student. I wanted to get a marketing degree. And then it was until 2018 that I was like, you know what? Corporate is not for me anymore. So I quit, I quit corporate and I decided to pursue my event planning business full-time. I ended up getting sick because I was sick at the corporate job. And I, I went to a networking event. I was in a lot of pain. And then I was supposed to do a big quinceanera expo in LA. I, get it, I didn't get to that because I was in so much pain. And I struggled, you know. Um, I actually fell. I had to get surgery on my foot. And my surgery for my foot took me out for a whole year. It took me a whole year to recover. I had a plan in mind. My plan didn't work out. And and that's how it's been all. Like, I have lots of stories, you know, lots of lessons learned. And we're going to get into those stories, Victor. Uh, real sure. talk. So as we... um talking about your journey and really talking about the several of your adversities and stuff like that. Um, coming into 2021, my word of 2021 is intentional. What is your word of 2021 and why? To me, I don't know. It's hard just to choose one word 
because See, some speakers have some other hosts in the past have have actually mentioned more than one. So if you got so more I'm than one, you got more than one. I yeah. So I'm gonna mention three. One is gratitude. Mm. The next one is blessed, mm -hmm. and the last one is love. Okay. You gotta you gotta give gratitude for what you want, what you have, and when you have gratitude, your blessings are come in abundance. Mm. And then that's where it builds love, love for the passion of what you do, love for the passion of the client, love for anything you're going to do in life. And that's where it, it all came for me. And those are my three words that I choose to describe about 2021. Okay. Okay. So as an event planner, how do you think it's beneficial for you to utilize in your entrepreneurial career? Entrepreneurship is having the financial freedom to be your own boss. You make your own decisions. When I worked in corporate, I would be like, can we do this? No. Can we do that? No. Why not? Because I'm the boss. So I, I'm like, do I have to be a boss here in order to make moves? Yes. Okay, then I'll just not give my ideas. I won't give my thoughts. And those were the reasons that held me back. And I was like, I could have probably been more successful, but they were lessons learned. Lessons learned that I get to apply in my company and how I want to do things. So, so with that, like, you know, I don't have to take on every client. Some clients are not nice. If the synergy is not there, I'll be like, sorry, you got to look for yourself another event planner because I don't need to take it. I get to choose my clients, who I want to work with. And and create beautiful, magical experiences for my clients. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. Um, so overall, how do you how do you keep your talents aligned with your mission as an entrepreneur? Um, well, my mission is to serve people, to provide value, and an event planner is the one that takes on all the stress. So I tell my clients, that's why we pre-plan. We pre-plan the whole process from when we start to when we end to when your 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 event begins, and it's it takes a lot of planning, a lot of organizing. You're contacting vendors, you're getting prices, you got to stay within budget. There's just so much going on that an event planner takes on, and a lot of people don't take that into consideration. We're just like any other position anywhere else, and. And so my mission is just to serve people to provide value and that so they can feel loved at their event. And like their loved ones are like, oh my gosh, I'm at the party of the century. And that's how I want to make my clients feel. Okay. I love it. I love it. So overall, we know you answer your story is so amazing. Um, I loved how you talked about the beginning stage with the lemonade and everything like that. Um, you know, I know there was times that you was contemplating um, giving up. Do you know, do you remember that time when you was contemplating giving up? Was it around a time when you was being injured and, you know, your foot or was there another time or both of those times? It would actually be both of those times. And also when COVID hit, mm. COVID was a big, wow. It, mm. it was a, a wake up call because, um, when, when I had my injury in 2018, I didn't come back into event planning until 2019. 
probably around June, I was just getting started, I think. And that's when I came into a group called Empower Tribe. And that's where I met you. I met mm-hmm. a lot of amazing people. And I love now that we're collaborating work. together. So right. We <laughs> connected, you know, we talked, we we discussed ideas. And now, you know, it's like we had a grow and we were a tribe, but I don't know what happened, but things happened and we all kind of broke away from the tribe. But for some reason, knowing each other brought us back together and we connected. Now we're collaborating together. We're supporting each other. We're growing together. And with all of that, it just makes for a better world. It creates laughter. It creates happiness. It creates love. And we all need love from time to time. So I think it's such a beautiful thing when there's love in the heart. Mm, mm, I love it. I love it. So before we get to the next segment, my favorite segment of the podcast called Hashtag Say Suggestions, where the speakers will ask me two questions that I'm blindsided, don't know what the questions are, but I'm always ready because I'm always ready on a mission. Uh, what advice would you give, Victor, on uh, somebody that's starting out as an entrepreneur? When you start, you got to learn. You got to educate. If you don't really have money, go to a public library, check out books, read books. Um, Never be afraid to ask somebody for advice, especially another entrepreneur that you might admire. Reach out to them. If they don't reply to you, well, at least you tried. I mean, that's all it takes. You're trying. And then, I mean, I never majored in entrepreneurship. I majored in marketing. But, you know, here I am. I'm an entrepreneur now. But I think I had I had that entrepreneur spirit and it, it, it hits everybody at different ages of their life. I mean, for me, it was just as a baby. It came naturally. I loved money. And I was like, I want money when I get older. And, you know, you just never stop learning. And I never stop learning. I always try to know a little bit about everything. So when people talk to me about something, I'm not there like, OK, well, I don't know. So I don't say nothing. At least I could throw in a word. And I'm like, so what do you think about the stock market? What do you think about the volatility? Um, when should you buy stock? When it, it when it's at the bottom or when it's kind of starting to rise up? It's little things like that that build a conversation. We all need to have conversations. And we're all social beings. And so why don't we not communicate together? We should. We should be helping each other. So... You know, entrepreneurship, it's, it's, it's so large because an entrepreneur has to learn everything about their business, everything, the accounting, the marketing, the sales, customer service. You're putting all of these things together because you're, you're a startup. An entrepreneur is a startup. So I think like growing up as a kid, getting those experiences, then working, getting my first corporate job at 18. It, it built the guy that I am today. And for that, I'm grateful. I love that you said it. And it correlates to your three words, gratitude, blessing, and love. You know, you got to be thankful for where your journey is at. You got to um, know that it's a blessing to be in a position to want to start a business because people sometimes don't have that commitment. They don't have that discipline to actually want to get started. 
and you know you having that mindset to do so to impact because that's what entrepreneurship is honestly all about it's about impacting others and you got to love what you do that's your third word you got to love what you do because people are going to see it people people are understanding that they that i love to actually speak and empower others and by me keep on going and doing podcast after podcast i'm looking forward to when it hits podcast episode 20 when it hits podcast 25 50 60 100 a million, you know, that's literally where it's going to go in the way to do so is by continue on staying focused, continue on staying strong, because when it go and get tough, you keep on trying and trying again, you know, first you don't succeed, you get yourself back up and try again, Aaliyah said it best. And if we as individuals consistently quit, when we're just starting before our breakthrough come, a lot of people will honestly quit when their breakthrough is just about to happen. They're like right here, and he about to quit. You know, um, one of my last speakers talked about on a, on a, on the, on my podcast, he was talking about how the bamboo, the Chinese bamboo tree, the first four years, it don't grow at all. Then all of a sudden it blossoms up and becomes this big, large bamboo by year five. And that's a good example of how five years from now, um, you know, a lot of businesses fail by before five, year five, because they quit and they're not staying focused and staying consistent by marketing, by putting themselves out there. You know, by me being strong for my first year, who knows when I'm blow up? I might blow up this year. I might blow up next year. It just depends on my strategy. It depends on who basically said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically invest in this girl. You know, I might, I can't wait to the day when I just get a random five, ten thousand dollar check, and it's not gonna be even random. It's gonna be just because of the work ethic. And they say, you know what? You're worth $5,000. You're worth a $10,000 check. You're worth the $50,000 check. I can't wait to that day. In the meantime, I got to keep on working. You know, I'm not looking at the, the short term. I'm looking at the long term. And, you know, it's definitely, that's what I'm all about when it comes to who I am as an individual and how I'm going to prosper and get better. So, Victor, I hope you thought of yeah. the two questions that you can drop me. I will, of course answer them. I know you're going to do a great job. So what's the first question you got for me on this next segment called hashtag Shay suggestions. So how did you get started with Shay on a mission? <laughs> ah, you know what? You're the first speaker out of all this asking me how I first started. So how I first started, um, I would say it was a build upon because when I was in high school, I used to always you know, when I, I wasn't one of those quiet people that just listen to my headphones and know I was always one of those just will sit down and start talking to people, empowering them, giving them encouragement and stuff like that. And it just started just me just start networking. You know, I remember went to um, when I was in college to Nesby and I was always the person that was getting collaborations and stuff like that. Like I, I got I got me and a group of um, Nesby is a National Society of Black Engineers and those conferences was fire. That was my first time like really being in networking events and then being on a national scale um, from regional to national. And our we went to Vegas one year. I think one year was in, wasn't in Cali? No, I missed the year that was in Cali. I was like, I was all set. But um, yeah, they just had several different events. And one was in Orlando, Miami. I mean, Orlando, Florida. So um, overall, networking just came, started coming. It just, it was a natural thing. You know, I even got my friends in that all came with me and we, I got like VIP for everybody. Mind you, those are VIP pay tickets. So I got them all in for free just by networking. And, you know, it comes in when, when you were saying earlier about how, 
when people when people reach out to somebody and they might not get a response back, that's okay. The biggest reason why you didn't get a response back is because you one you didn't know who the gatekeeper is. You're not getting next to Oprah by just DMing her through Instagram. You're not getting next to LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tyler Perry by just DMing them unless they're very very active. There is some actual professional people that are very active with their own page. But it's rare. It's very rare. Like, I mean, like the one ex-football player that I got into um, into my man in the mission summit last year, he was actually he was actually uh, Anthony Sharks. He was actually active on his thing. And I was actually able to talk to him directly. But there's some, several people. You, you got to know who the gatekeeper is. So when it comes to my journey, I started understanding who was the gatekeeper and how to get connected. And honestly, the simplest thing to get connected with people when it comes to entrepreneurship is like literally reading their books. Like I'm right. I'm in the process of writing my first book and I can get connected with almost anybody because I was inspired by them. You know, the co-author book that I just, that I just, um, that just became on sale. I can connect with all those women and they could be all my guest hosts down the line on my podcast. So I will run out of people. And that comes into the fact of how my journey continue on prospering is the fact that I just keep, 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 I'm a big connector because I know that if I want to do better, I got to be around people that are elevating and doing better. You know, Will Smith said it best. If you hang around with uh, five broke people, you might be that six. But if you hang around with five, uh, you know, wealthy people, you might be that six. So that's how I look at it. I love and that. Question number, what's question number two? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, so let me give it a little thought. Let's see. So who do you look up to as an entrepreneur? Like, who would be that person, like, that kind of, like, made you think, like, wow, like, I could see myself doing this one day? You know, I'm going to say two people. First, I'm going to say LeBron James. The man is amazing. Um, if I ever meet LeBron James, I wouldn't want to meet him just as a fan. I want to meet him as just like, I would want him on this podcast and I would want to meet, I would want to talk to him about how, you know, recently I saw a report, how he turned down when he was younger, a million dollar deal and Adidas didn't want him to talk to Nike and he ended up shutting down that deal. And then like about a year or two later, he got a $90 million deal from Nike. So understanding his self-worth and stuff like that. So I look up to a lot of different things like, like LeBron James. He can be easily that, that basketball player that he will always first be known, but he's creating schools. He's creating different nonprofit things. And he's always giving back. I mean, he gave back a bag of million of like what a hundred thousand dollars worth of money to just a random family. Like, you know, the guy is dope. You know, I don't like his most newest but it's a smart business transaction because I'm not a Red Sox fan. You will not see me rocking Red Sox because the simple fact is just because I love the dude don't mean I have to follow every single last thing he do. So at the end of the day, from a business standpoint, genius. From a personal, I'm a big Yankee fan, don't like it. But overall, that's that's one. And then the second person I'll have to say is... Ah... I'm gonna have to do both of the Cardons, like literally, like how they built their empire. Like I can't, like they're neck and neck, like got it. They're neck and neck. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, re after reading, uh, you know how to how to um build an empire, knowing that 
Elena was the behind the scenes and how she was building the empire while like like how Grant was the front and stuff like that. Like they they just was equally yoked. They was tag team. I mean, I saw a post earlier today. They don't just do 50-50. They do 100-100. They're all in. So they are my my second couple I set a set people that I look up to. I actually was able to go to 10X Growth Conference back in 2019. And one of these years, I'm going to go back. Um, and stuff. I would love to go back next year and stuff like that and be live and stuff like that. And Lord's willing, I tend on, you know, not just going by myself, but bringing my tribe, my tribe called Passion Warriors um, that was uh, actually started, created around when Empower was created and stuff like that. And now um, that's that's honestly what who I look up to, you know, I talk about LeBron James, I look at it whenever I get discouraged and I'm always seeing something with Elena and Grant saying something and how Grant did the undercover billionaire recently. And it's, it's, it's shed a new light, how they always thinking outside the box, how they always are creative to 10 X. And, you know, my favorite number is 10. My birthday is 10. Um, and they, uh-huh, and I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to help my, one of my missions in life is to help 10.10 10 millionaires, people become millionaires. Amazing. I love all of that that you just shared with me today, Shay. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Victor, as we conclude, we um, one of our first and foremost, I would like to thank you again for giving me your time. Uh, letting the audience know who you are, give me your story and giving me some dope questions. Like literally, like I love that starting that starting out. And honestly, I'm just loving. I, I got to do honestly a clip of all these questions one of these days because they're all so unique. I don't think I've had a thus far a back to back. It might happen eventually, but I don't think I've had a back to I had I had the same question on say say suggestions. So I'm loving that factor and everything like that. So. Um, Overall, just tell the um, tell the group, uh, tell I mean, tell the podcast audience who watches the replay how they can get connected with you. What's coming up? Definitely tell them what's coming up. And uh, overall, like we got to get people to stay connected with you. So tell them how to reach you and everything like that. Absolutely. Uh, the easiest way is to look me up by my name, Victor Nunez Jr. If you type all of that in, you could normally find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me at, um, on my profile, at my own page, my page, my Facebook page. But if you also look up Victor's Party Planning, you'll find that on Facebook. You'll find my Google business. Um, you'll also find me on Instagram. And um, yeah, so the latest and greatest thing coming up for me is I pivoted. I'm starting a new event planning business and virtual events. And my the summit that we're working on with the team um, is called the Financial Literacy Chronicles. And we're going to talk about personal finances. We're going to talk about investing. We're going to talk about credit repair, bankruptcy. We're going to, and day two, we build up. We're going to build up to an entrepreneur. Uh, for businesses and entrepreneurs, how they can leverage their money to big, to big, to eh, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting tug tied here, uh, to actually um, leverage their money to make better and bigger investments in themselves, in their companies. And on day three, 
we're going to broadcast the day in Spanish. I want to reach out to my Hispanic community because I am Mexican and I can't leave them behind. If I'm growing, they got to come along with me for the ride. And um, our event is coming up. It's going to be in a couple of weeks. Uh, it starts on Tuesday, April 25th through Thursday, April 29th. So the 27th through the 9th, 29th. It starts at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, from Los Angeles, so California time. And um, the tickets are going to be $97 for all three days. And there's going to be a ton of uh, value impact. And, uh, you know, I love music. So I love hearing it. It keeps me upbeat. And we're going to have DJs, DJs that are going to be playing each day. And we're just going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it entertaining. Because financial literacy, to be honest, it's a little boring. And we got to keep it fun. We got to be happy. And, you know, enjoy each other's company. Although we can't be together, why can't we enjoy it at home? Uh, you know, bring a friend with you, have somebody watch it with you, maybe have a little drink or something, enjoy it. There's going to be music, maybe dance in your screen. Show us like how you're engaging with us. We want to hear it. We want to hear your questions. We want to see how we can solve your problems. And at the end of the day, I'm here to provide my vision, my mission, and it's gratitude, being blessed and adding love to everyone I come across. Thank you, Shay. I love it. I love it. So yes, yes. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, definitely. Um, we reconnected recently when I saw the, I said, yo, I got to jump on board, um, and see how I can add value to you guys. Um, we, I mean, me and Victor are definitely always vibe and, you know, it's, it's God put it into fruition for us to finally collaborate and get us together. Regardless if a tribe dissipates, doesn't mean that everybody has to go part their ways. We all can come back together and still impact and grow. You know, it's literally, you know, what I learned from the previous summit that I just hosted with the woman on a mission. It's collaboration, it's the new competition. And I learned that from an actual, the actual speaker, Tamara McMillan. And it's a true factor is regardless of what our situation is, we still need to collaborate over competition. We need to pull together and we can impact regardless of if your mission is a little bit different than mine let's get it all aligned and still not it's not about oh well this person's going to stand out more that person's going to steal all my audience this person's going to do this no that's what not entrepreneurship is about you know literally the reason why a lot of entrepreneurs are making millions and billions of dollars is because of collaboration grant cardon did not get where he was at by just doing it all himself this is why i don't believe in solopreneurship ed Millette did not get where he was at by by himself uh, Oprah Winfrey did not get where she was at by herself. Tyler Perry, he connected with Oprah and now he's a billionaire. So you, you, get, what my, you get what I'm saying is the simple fact is, you know, we got to collaborate more. And this is why you're going to see a lot of this podcast. It's going to have at times me having solo just talks. And that's more, more times because the simple fact is I can't find nobody in that slot and the show must go on because I made a commitment Every Tuesday and Thursday, I will be doing a podcast episode every single Tuesday and Thursday until I feel like, you know, the podcast should be dead. But I'm not going nowhere no time soon. So if my podcast don't drop on a Tuesday and Thursday, I I'm going to be in an ER somewhere. But at the same time, I might be doing it. Somebody going to be doing the episode and dropping it in because the simple fact is my podcast is so it's I'm, I'm thankful for the people I got. Um, I'm thankful for it's really a blessing to see how it's growing. And it's almost at episode 20. And um, 
really just really in love with how I'm hearing people's stories, hearing the guest stories, hearing how my just my growth from beginning to end. And um, I'm loving the loving the shade suggestions. That hashtag shade suggestions is getting dope. So uh, th thank you again, Victor. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And this is the conclusion of another great episode of Mission Mementos podcast. Thank you, Victor. Thank you, Shay.